what we are exploring is something which is which is quite relevant for our times, and it's very it's very harsh the way the Alter Nevada deals with it. He explains that historically there was a cooperation between the yeshivas in the world outside of yeshivas. The yeshivas in the world outside of the yeshivas used to cooperate. They were they were they were they subscribed to the same ideals. In other words, the Jews who weren't learning in Shivas and the Jews who were learning in Shivas were of the same of the same ilk and the same understanding and the same vision and the same mission. There was no conflict between the world outside of Yeshivas and the world inside Yeshivas. And as a result, the world inside Yeshivas, the world outside Yeshivas pushed people into Yeshivas and in turn looked towards Yeshivas as the, the analogy gives, which is perhaps what we've discussed beforehand, is that there's one watch which is exceptionally accurate, Greenwich Mean Time. And if you look at your watch, you can always set it in accordance with that watch. And it always used to be that the yeshivas represented that watch. The yeshivas produced an excellence of a person that was a living, breathing, walking Sefer Torah, an embodiment of the Ratzon Hashem. And as a result, the yeshivas were used as the yardstick to measure behavior, connection, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. And there was an unspoken relationship between those people in yeshivas and those people out of yeshivas. And the world worked together. Now, because of the enlightenment which occurred in the century and a half ago, um, they created an, a, a, a big breakage, a gap, an abyss was formed between the yeshivas and the world outside. Instead of them starting to, instead of them continuing to support and cooperate with one another because they had a shared vision, they became completely antithetical to one another. And the world outside strayed to the degree that it said that yeshivas are fundamentally wrong. And the yeshivas, in their own right, says the altar, were very negatively affected to this. Whereas beforehand, the person in the yeshiva understood he was doing the ultimate that could be done. With the advent of the Haskola, what happened was he became internally conflicted. And he became confused. Maybe I do have to be involved in the world. Maybe I do have to take away from my Torah studies to engage in a life outside of Torah. And as a result of this, he became distanced from the Torah. And it had a tremendously negative effect on the body of Klal Yisrael. Because the people who are meant to be the timekeepers with the accuracy of all modes of behavior and represent, representing the Ratzon Hashem, they themselves, because of their compromise, lost the capacity to represent the pure undiluted flame of Torah because of the conflicts, because of the influences. And therefore the altar advocates a return to the previous situation, but he says you can't do it. Today you can't compromise. If you try to integrate the world outside of Yeshiva and the world inside Yeshiva, they're two diametrically opposed systems. The world outside of Yeshiva has values which perforce undermine everything one is trying to achieve. And if you try to engage in that world, overcome it, and still be a Ben then you fall into the sin of Adam Arishin. Adam Arishin had the same choice. And this is how he pl- paints it. His choice was, before he, did the, before he committed the sin, he had an ability to see things which are absolutely accurate. He had no inclination to do that which was right, that which was bad.
And Hashem offered him an opportunity and he said as follows, I advise you to stay in that state. You can choose to eat of the Eitzadah's Tovarah and in doing so, you will awaken inside of you human fallacies, frailties, desires, and if you overcome them, you'll live forever and be far greater than an angel. If however you fail, you'll become natural and die. Do not take the chance. Adam Arishain fell into the trap of taking the chance and said, I'll engage in the world and I'll come out on top. The minute he ate of the Eitzadah Tovarah, at that second he failed. And it took a good over 20 generations for the Jews to come back to Har Sinai, which, whereby they realized the point of um, Tikkun. They rectified the sin of Adam Arishon because what they did there was they, they acknowledged that the essence is Naseh and Ishma. They aren't going to weigh up should they do the Torah, shouldn't do they do their Torah. Because that would mean their Torah is external to their very beings. They realize that Rebbein Shalom is Borei Kololamas, he's a creator of a world. And therefore, they can't weigh up should they, shouldn't they. Because that would be existing outside of the framework of Torah. Rather, they united and fused their very beings with the Creator through their declaration of Nasev and Nishma. And they said, our entire life is not external to Torah, it is Torah. Everything we have, every, every bit of our strength and fiber of our being is only there to fulfill the will of the Creator, yet we don't know what it will entail because we haven't lived through history yet. So now I say, we will do it, we will do it right now, whatever you tell us, Venishma, and we will hear what that is. They realigned themselves and they didn't, like Adam Arishon, base themselves on weighing up for themselves what they shouldn't do. They said, whatever you tell us, Rebbein Shalom, our entire existence only is to fathom the wisdom, the beauty, and the truth of your words. Because if we leave it up to ourselves, we'll certainly fall. And when they did that, they completely rectified what Adam Arishna did, well, did wrong. And as a result, they were able to align themselves to the will of the Creator and seek a path of rectification. As long as they stayed upon it. Meaning that they wouldn't rely on themselves for one tiny thing. Rather, what they did was their entire mental faculties, their cognitive abilities, which they needed all of them to fathom the will of the Creator. To understand what He wants and what He does. And that's how they employed their mental faculties. As opposed to using them to weigh up, should I or shouldn't I? Which would make the decision a decision which came from a person external to Torah. Rather, the decision was there at the outset. I will do whatever you tell me. I'm not quite sure. I need tremendous wisdom and dice to know what the Ratz and Hashem is. That's my goals. That's my life's goal. Now, in the world, when the, there was cooperation between the yeshivas and the world, it was something that a person could pull off and be engaged in the world. In the world which, which became after that scholar, where the world said, whatever you believe in yeshiva is wrong. The currents of the times are way too strong, were way too strong to resist. And as a result, Enlightenment, Haskalah. What was it? In the, in, in the beginning in the 1800s, there was a, a movement in Eastern Europe which corresponded to the Reform Movement in Western Europe, which introduced a whole... Um, it was like as, as emancipation spread throughout Europe and people became more open and the Jews were not um, relegated to the ghettos and they were allowed more and more freedom, so... That was, that was more reform. It was the, the, the scholar was more the Zionist thinkers 
who are secularist, anti-Yeshiva, and they actually there was there was tremendous antagonism between the two schools. That a lot of times the maskilim would cooperate with the government to close down Yeshivas, etc., etc. There was a tremendous ruach of anti which evolved in the world outside of the Yeshivas, and so therefore it became impossible. The two worlds, the, the Jewish, the Jewish street became antagonistic towards Yeshivas. Now the way the altar describes it, he said this is prior to, he's talking in the period of the Second World, First World War even, and he said there was such antagonism towards Yeshiva Bochim that, that I've heard stories about people that they say if there would be a Yeshiva Bochim in a queue, in a line, so he'd constantly be shifted to the back. So he looked upon this, ah, you're wasting your life. There was this, 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 this optimism about being one, succeeding in the, in the larger world and it completely wreaked havoc within the yeshivas. So the altar is trying to rebuild those yeshivas and he says the only way to do it, to get that purity, is to fortify yourselves in the walls of the yeshivas, otherwise you will be swept away by the current of the times. And you will not stand a chance, because that current is way too strong. And he says that was a problem and that was a mistake that Olam made. Being in yeshiva is like being in Gan Eden before you've committed the sin. Things are clear, things are straight. The minute you step out into the world, the confusion reigns and you will not succeed. So what the altar suggests is a person, if he's going to succeed, has to isolate himself within the walls of Yeshiva until he re- reorganizes, builds in the inner mechanism that his watch works. If your watch doesn't work, meaning what does it mean your watch doesn't work? Imagine that your watch is broken. Sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow. You never know the time. So what do you have to do? You have to keep looking for references as to what the time is. But everyone around you, their watches don't work either. So your entire life is spent adjusting to this, adjusting to this, adjusting to this. And that's the tragedy of the modern man that has no strong iron-clad connection to his belief system. Is a new belief comes on, yeah, and something else comes, why not? And something, and he's a pathetic mushroom of a mensch. He's but a jellyfish. That whatever current blows, goes with that one, goes with that one. That's a person that rests on his own intellect. Intellect is so fallible. Intellect, you can be convinced of something. That's what the Rambam says. The Rambam says a person who places, bases his belief on intellect, so it's always going to have a fault in it. Because I can always come up with a bigger or better argument. And his life will never be a place of security and assurance. He'll never be able to see a munna. He'll never be able to realize the reality of the world. Because your mind can think a thousand thoughts. And depending on how good your mind is, your mind is limited. It's a, human, it's a human creation. And it can think of a thousand different things and counter-spirit and, and counter-logic and beyond that. And therefore, a person who's placed in a situation where he relies on his mind, he unfortunately will never be able to make a decision about anything because you can always come up with a bit of swear. Justin? Um, I read somewhere, I don't, uh, it may, maybe a Kabbalistic idea or something, that uh, before they ate from the tree, Adam Rachel and Kaba, they, they knew... Or like the the reason for before and after for why they were embarrassed about being naked is because before they ate their identity and they knew their identity was their soul right. and that their body was the vehicle with which they do mitzvahs and that's it. Right. Just so they're borrowing it like a car. Right. You know, someone right. driving a car. You're using right. a car to do right. whatever. But afterwards, they they got confused. They confused right. good for evil and that's evil right. for good. And that's what he says. That's what he says. That's and then that they 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 thought their identity was their body and correct. not their soul. Correct. Correct. So the only way forward is to connect to Emunah. Emunah, emunah means, uh, imagine the absurdity, how it would disrupt our relationship. If we're all speaking and we, we're discussing something, you're having an intimate conversation with a friend, and then all of a sudden you say to him, one second, how do I know you're here? Maybe you're not here. Maybe not. What do you mean? We're speaking together. We have a relationship. But I'm not sure. 
poking. Mm. You feel solid, but maybe your solidity is just some type of concretized hologram. When a person starts to intellectually evaluate well, if he's in the course of a relationship, he destroys the relationship and never begins. If I start, we're having a discussion, and then I start to prove that you exist in front of me, you'll destroy the relationship. Because there's a given that when we connect it to one another, that our connection presupposes the existence of us both. And the minute I start to prove it, even if I come to the conclusion that you exist, I've already destroyed the relationship. So in terms of emunah, which is our connection to the Creator, mm -hmm. proof is probably the most obstructive thing that a person could have. Why does, wow. why does it, even if it, if, if it comes out that you prove the existence, why, why does it solidify it? Because the, the, the grasp of the dynamic that we have between us is not empirical. It's, it's functioning on a different system. I understand that you can, even if you disprove the fact that we're sitting opposite one another, it's a different, in, in, the, in, the, in the language of, of, of the Svarim, there's different places where you can, you can process knowledge. And logical processing is but one of them. There's a deeper sense of knowledge, call it if you want, das, which means it grasps things at their reality. Not from the, 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 the logic is always the externality. There's a deeper sense of understanding, and a deeper sense of connection. And it's interesting why the Torah, when it describes Adam and Chava being together, it says, V'yada Adam and Chava Ishtar. He knew her. What do you mean he knew her? They were involved in an act of intimacy. Because there's, there's, there's a knowledge which goes beyond. It's not like he came to a logical conclusion. Logic is such, is, 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 human logic is very fickle. It's very fickle. We have to, that's why, that's why we have to connect to a deeper sense, a deeper connection of logic, which supersedes, goes beyond, way beyond, way beyond. So it's, 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 it's the, the shell, the cast, it's, it's, again, I'm not saying that it doesn't have its relevance, and it's important under certain circumstances, but for that to be a basis, it doesn't, it doesn't create a connection. It creates a theory, and theory is not, you know, theory doesn't help in a relationship. You know, knowledge doesn't affect. So, we're stuck in this predicament. We're stuck in this predicament where we have to rebuild ourselves because the world is antithetical to our very beings. And by coming involved in it, it's hard to walk out clean. It's hard to walk out clean. It's hard not to be contaminated. And somehow your entire values get shifted and the internal mechanism in your watch starts to beat to a different time. Because all of a sudden, the priorities, we're talking about Chaya Neta. We're talking about living in a world where Eternity is real. Eternity is real. In the world outside there, eternity is a joke. Eternity is a joke. It's not even on the... It's so a joke that it's not even worth opposition. Funny. You're saying that can't be basing relationships with Hashem on intellect. Absolutely not. What is the role of intellect in Judaism, especially in coming to Judaism? So the role of intellect in Judaism is Hashem created us a mechanism to apply his Torah. Without intellect, you, you, you struggle because you'll never be able to apply and to extrapolate. And on contrary, the whole of Judaism is based on the intellectual extrapolation from basic fundamental principles. But the variables that you plug in are the ones that are given to us on Sinai. How is one supposed to know that they're in a relationship with God if not through intellect? Because there's different parts of a person's being. And the place of emunah is deeper than intellect. You know it because you know it. How do you know you exist? Because you proved it to yourself? No, because your grasp, it's deeper than feelings, your grasp of your existence is not, is not an empirical evidence. I know they exist because I woke up in the morning and I said, yes, look, I exist. You know you exist in a much, much deeper sense. 
then just knowledge. Sorry? If you don't know you exist, so then this chair is not for you. Yeah. The truth is, if you don't know you exist, if you don't exist, you may not even be here. So it's safe to answer the question because it may be it's a sophic, at least a sophic drawing potatoes. But I'm saying, sophic what? Drawing potatoes, idle chatter. He may not exist, so then I'm replying to no one. So. Excuse me. If you operate on the given that you exist and it remains a sophic in your mind, so I have someone I'd like you to talk to. Okay. It will cost you a lot of money, but it's worth it. <laughs> and I think, I think probably you could do it in a 7A session. You know you exist. You know, you're sure. You don't know you exist because you don't operate on the fact that I may exist. Efsha. Efsha exists. Pashtas. Pashtas I exist. You know the Pashtas. It's ridiculous. Okay, just handle it. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, let, 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 let me, listen, listen, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to, here you were, no, here you were coming to Shiva thinking that you'd have like a two-week break, and then unfortunately you get caught up in Mr. Shiva like this. <laughs> Apologize. But you happened to catch me in the middle of a, an altar of Nevada safer, I mean, that's what happens. Um, but do you understand that I'm trying to point out a, a point over here? I think that the fact that there's, there's been, the, 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 let's call it the, the status of what Torah is has been so degraded in our mind that we don't, we don't even come to closely appreciating its value and not only that we don't think that we don't appreciate its value that's a much much deeper danger I mean if we, if we, realize, if we realize that listen we hold that Torah is nothing and that's a problem then we could deal with it but we think no we, hold, we think we hold Torah as the world and we hold it as nothing and therefore we don't try to deal with it I see the first one, I see the, I see the Allow me to explain. If you, if you say like this, that in, uh, w- there's a certain hierarchy of values. Okay. And what Torah is, as the Baruch as the says, that's life. That's your life. That's what you have. That's your life, not for now, but for eternity. If you have that appreciation, if you have that appreciation, so then you realize it's this, that on the hierarchy, it's like it goes way above the top. And therefore, you see everything in that context. And then if you realize, listen, I know that's where it should be, but I'm looking at it like this. You say, no, that's a massive problem. Because I'm taking the essence of my life and I'm rating it number two on the scale when it should be 900,000. Right? Mm-hmm. But what happens when you think, when you're looking at at two, you think you're giving it a lot of COVID. You think that two is the way it should be. That, that's, that, that's on the hierarchy of life. Turn out level two, that's actually giving it a lot of honor. Really, because in relation to everything else in life, Torah too is called important. So is that Let me illustrate with maybe make it more concrete. More concrete. Okay, this is a harsh thing to say. Harsh thing to say. But let's just let's be honest. I'm, I'm again. I'm not trying to pretend that I'm holding this. But let's be honest. Let's be honest, Mikey. Let's be honest. We value Torah far less than we do anything else. What's the proof? The proof is quite simple. If I say to you. How long do you want to spend in Yeshiva? I, I, I don't need to bring this up as, as I just, how long do you want to spend in Yeshiva? This is an illustration point. You say, well, you know, if I say to you, how about seven years? You say, listen, I'm not an extremist. If I say, how long do you want to invest in your secular studies career? So, well, you know, if I said to you, I said to you, listen, I studied, we've had this discussion before. You say, what do you study? You say, well, I studied a one-year degree. People say, well, why don't you finish your degree? If you say, I studied in Yeshiva for one year, they say, 
wow, hey, you took it for your son, you that's amazing. That means you take something which is 900,000 and you make it too. Okay. I mean, what do you mean? This is your, this is your chaya olam. This is everything you are. How can you live? This is your life. And you say, in everything which is not my life, I'll give it all I've got. And everything which is my life, I'll be yotzi. I'll be yotzi. I'll daven and I'll learn for 45 minutes and I'll be a good elachiyid. Yes, you will. No, you won't. What did you say? Did I get my experience? The yeshiva experience. Oh, yeshiva experience. Oh, the yeshiva experience. You've got to do the yeshiva thing. What, what do you, there's something fundamentally wrong. Fundamentally, fundamentally wrong. And the only not way you can prove that it's not fundamentally so, seven... No, no, no. So, wait, one second. So, one second. <laughs> no, no. So, so let me ask you this. Okay, so the problem, the thing is like this. The, uh, step one. Now, let's, let's build okay. this slowly. Okay? So, now, the problem is, Torah takes a long time to appreciate. It's not something that I come to you on this first day and say to you, listen, this is what Torah is. And you go, ah, this is what Torah is. And that's, go- that's understanding what Torah is, is going to stay with you for the next 20 years. Right? <laughs> I've been learning consistently, uh, ma- not, not like I should be, because I'm a big battling. But even though I'm the, every single year, I understand that what I thought when I, when I thought I understood Torah the previous year, I probably was missing the point, and now I understand it. So, of course, from my perspective, when I see the brilliance, the depth, the magnificence of Torah, so it's not hard to understand where Torah should be in a hierarchy of, of priorities. The person that hasn't given that exposure, and he hasn't that experience, so everything else dwarfs what Torah appears to be. So it's almost an unfair competition. And the irony is that to get involved, you actually have to, how can I tell you that it's so much greater when you don't know it's so much greater? It's just you, you, you're relying on my word. If you'd stay for about every year you stay, you appreciate more and more, and you see more and more, and you get more and more, and you connect more and more, and then you realize, and you realize, and you realize, and you realize that this is my life. This is my life. But unfortunately, if you don't do that, so you'll never realize it's your life. So you'll... That's right. That's right. Yeah, so what happens when you, when you reveal part of that ignorance when you're here for a short amount of time? Then you're kind of like, high to do it and get a light. <laughs> so that, that, that's the problem. It's a fundamental problem. I'm not, ge- I'm not saying there are any glib solutions. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's an easy solution. Therefore, okay, everybody, come on. Let's go, Nesim, Petito, forget about your degrees, ditch them. Let's go, we'll, we'll, we'll create a cordon around the shiva and you just stay, I will bring you through, Vizir, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but I'm not saying not that either, do you understand? How can, we, how can we not think that way? That's what I'm pointing out. How can we not think that way? How can we not think that way? This is, our, this is everything that we have. This is, our, this, is, this is the core of who we are. This is our being. This is life. This is how we're going to reach our fulfillment. This is how we're going. To, do you know what we are? We like we 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 we're in a terrible situation. We're in a terrible situation. We governed by a bad midas, right? I've told you about. It. You wake up in the morning. First thing comes your mind's news button. So you are vanquished by the yates of Atlas. So then you put news. Then you get up and then you're davening and then you vanquished by the distracted thoughts and lack of imuna. And Torah day that your taiva takes over because you start thinking about breakfast. And in the middle of breakfast, so then you, your selfishness, you don't think of the other person, you take his portion and you eat it. And then when you go from that, you're sitting and then, then you meet someone that annoys you and then you're caught into gaiva, uh, arrogance, and then you meet someone else and then there's, you get annoyed by him and there's hatred and then you meet And your whole life is just one, 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 one horrible meter that you don't want yourself and you go from one to the next, one to the next, 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 next. That's your life. That's what you want to be like when you die. Ha, 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 ha.
said something that like there's like a flip side to it almost. You said like seven years, like you say to someone you study seven years or whatever, like a normal degree at university, and then you say you studied like one year at Yeshiva, and then they're like, um, wow, that's amazing. Okay, so now you're saying it's like they don't value it, but I'm saying look at the like kind of like a different perspective on that is that like you go and study seven years it's like okay cool you studied seven years you go and study one year at yeshiva and people are like wow like like even the, like the fact that it's like and this is a comment on it. i'm not saying i disagree with you this is actually agreeing with you but it, in a different way it's saying that like people find it so much more amazing that you can go and spend one year at yeshiva that in, in other words that one year at yeshiva is just as valuable as five or seven years at a university no don't cut Explain, explain again. Something. No one says, "Wow, you spent seven years studying." Yeah. Ever. Oh, when people when you when people react and they say you spent well, it depends so who the person how, is. But look how so they value some it. Some people say, "Okay." Some people look about, look upon one year in yeshiva as listen. If you're going to waste your time, Baruch Hashem, it's only a year. Mm-hmm. One year, but seven years uh, yeshiva, the, the, you not get the same reaction. That'd be like you've been avoiding life for how long you are caught up in in that good thing for too long yeah no i agree with you look i I mean i'm I'm not disagreeing you know but i'm saying another perspective on it is that like can I tell you a joke? Can I tell you a joke? Nathan doesn't think this is a serious share because he happened to come into the one share which is like super intense let's let's break the intensity with a little bit of joke I think it illustrates his point yeah is it it a relevant joke? great idea bro illustrate the point there's two, 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 two old Yidden sitting on a park bench as they generally do and the one Yid said to his, to his friend Yanka, Yankele, Yankele, he says yeah, he says, Yankele, you're looking mamish depressed he says, well you don't know what happened, he says, what? he says, my son, he says, what happened? he says, he became about Shiva so he says, so Yankele, so, Yankele, I'm sorry, Yankele, I'm sorry he says, what does it mean? no, I don't know, I'm just so worried about him, what's going to become of him you know, no panos, he's going to become a parasite He's lost his priorities in the world, you know, how's he going to make a living? Anyway. So look, at least you've got your other son. He's normal. Come back three weeks later. Same park bench. Uncle, you look mumish depressed. He says, you don't know what happened? He says, what? He says, my other son. He says, what? No, don't tell me. He became Raul Shiva. So he looks, he says, Uncle, he says, do you know, I don't want to say this, but maybe you should check your mezuzahs. That gets it, no? Uh, no, that like that gets the beauty of the Jewish the Jewish conflict. That, yeah, you have to be Jewish, but not too Jewish. You have to be from not too. So, so you have to be Jewish, but not too long. That's exactly what what you're saying, and I'm saying is that like I was saying, okay, one year, like okay, great, seven years. What's he doing? You what's know, he doing? Long, yeah. But but at the same time, it doesn't. It just sh- it still shows that there's value in it. People still see it that there is. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You're saying that there's value in it, but it's 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 it's, it's a, like it's valued almost like a holiday is valued. But if you uh, if you if you uh, go to a holiday resort for ten years, then they'll look at you like you you yeah. loony. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. oh, no, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. I'm yeah. Exactly yeah. I'm like, you're, no, I'm saying that there, there is value there. There's not that there's no value. Right, there's there's value. Different kind of value. It's a value. It's, 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 it's a low value. Yeah. It's a low value. But you're you're, you're yeah. basing this off of all of you know how everyone's going to interpret how you went there. Why 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 what? No, you're saying like you know you go to someone like how you spent here, but you're you're presenting your whole argument on how they're going to react when you should present it. How do we? How about yourself? Yeah. 
you know, we, we internalize it. And, that, and no, I think that uh, one year, I mean, I've, I've only been here uh, four and a half months, but uh, the, the amount so of knowledge and wealth I've had here is like times a million compared to spending five years in college. You know, and it doesn't even like compare. So it's like, I feel like it's accelerated here as well. But my question is really more on how do we. It, it, interpret it for ourselves and rather than just good, good, good. I have a question. I have a question. In other words, why, why were you, in other words, it doesn't matter what other people say. What do, what do I need to say? What I was bringing from what other people saying is, I think that's our, actually, that, that becomes our internal yardstick. So we. Yeah, otherwise, you know, why, why would you fight for it if it's, if, if it's, if it's right? When they say you stay, oh, you're very nice to stay when you say. I should have stayed for at least another ten. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so yeah, because uh, that's that's how that's how the ultimate body presents. Now it's it's not so simple because uh, because we we live in a world we live in a world and it's, it's how do you how do you reconstruct that inner mechanism? As it, it was, you can't fake it either. You can't fake it. You can't fake it. You can, and you can't use guilt. And you can't use. Yeah, it has to be real. You have to. You have to build the connection so that you feel. You feel not only you know. You feel it's a reality for you. Reality is not an intellectual awareness. Intellect doesn't bear relevance on reality. Reality is where I connect experientially. It has to be experiential. That I realize this is my life. This is my life. And if you take this away from me, I'll, I'll, I'll grab it with both hands. But you're taking my life away from me. The question is, how do you do that? That's how we continue with our. Thank you, gentlemen.